So the question is, how does one create, build, and protect and multiply your wealth in a global interconnected economy where change is happening rapidly and constantly and financial markets are rigged to benefit financial institutions and enrich corporate insiders? I've made it my mission to uncover how you can create, protect, and multiply your wealth in any economy and have interviewed the top investors and wealth experts for over three years. I share what I've learned from them and continue to learn on my journey. I'm MC Lobsher, and this is Cashflow Investing Secrets. Hello, everyone. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Investing Secrets podcast. This is the show where cash is not king. Cash flow is king. Thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource, your time with me in this episode. In today's episode, I'm going to jump into what is the infinite banking concept and the infinite banking strategy. It is my favorite strategy out of all of the things that I do uh, from a cash flow standpoint or investing standpoint. This is a foundational piece of my overall strategy and one that I love to talk about and love to teach because just of what it does for me from an overall wealth strategy. The certainty and the clarity that it provides is something that I just have not found anywhere else. And it's really been a game changer for me over the past 10 years. So what is the infinite banking concept? What is the infinite banking strategy? Infinite banking concept is simply a strategy of reclaiming the banking function within one's own personal or business economy. You become the bank, right? And you incorporate the same principles that banks use and utilize within your own strategy. So how does one become the bank? So basically what banks do is there's two sides of a bank, right? There's a deposit side where in, in a traditional banking model where people deposit money into a bank and they used to do that because there was a benefit to that. They would get paid money to do that, right? So there's a deposit side of where people put money in a bank, build up deposits because they would gain interest from that, right? But on the other side of the banking model, the traditional banking model, there is a lending side. And this is two separate sides of the bank. The one is they get depositors money. They pay them something for it. That's their cost of capital. And on the other side, there is a lending side of the bank. And banks make loans. That's how they make their money, right? They essentially sell money, if you want to think about it that way. They get their the money to sell from depositors. That's how they used to do it in a traditional banking model. So they make loans to businesses, to students with student loans, auto loans, and so forth on the other side, on the lending side of it. So let's just say I put $10,000 into a bank, right, as a depositor. The bank takes the $10,000 and they pay me 1% basically for the $10,000 that they've put uh, that I've put into the bank but then they turn around and lend take that $10,000 and they lend it to let's just say a small business at 10% right it's a very nice spread people would say man they paid you 1% and they 
borrowed and lent it out to a small business at 10%. There's a 9% you're spread for them in that. But if you really took close, uh, take a close look at what just happened, you'll realize how powerful it is to become the bank and why you should become the bank. So what happened there is the $10,000 I deposited, their cost of capital for that $10,000 was actually 100 bucks, right? 100 bucks, 1%. They actually then borrowed it out to a small business that paid them 10% on that 10000 right? So they paid them $1,000 back, right? $1,000 is what they made from lending out that money to a small business, and they paid me $100. The only money that the bank had in that transaction, actually, was the $100 that they paid me. That was their cost of capital. So their profit actually is $900 in that transaction. And because the only money that they had in the deal was a hundred bucks, it's actually a 900% profit. So that's how powerful it is. And I, this was very simplified. We didn't talk about fractional reserve banking. We didn't go deep on this. This is just a very basic model of banking and why you should become your own bank. So how do you become your own bank through the infinite banking concept and infinite banking strategy. We actually use a overfunded dividend paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company. Mutual insurance companies have been around for Oh boy, almost 200 years since the mid 1800s. They're not listed on the stock exchanges. They're managed on behalf of the shareholders of the mutual insurance company, which is the policyholders. They are the policyholders, the people that have whole life insurance policies with them. They are the folks for which they uh, manage the company for, right? So that's why we, we pick mutual insurance companies. These companies have enormous, enormous cash reserves. They have a great track record of paying dividends, which is profits, tax-free to their shareholders, their policyholders. Some of them, one of the carriers that we use at Producers Wealth, my firm, has paid dividends every single year since 1847, throughout uh, through the Great Depression, through market crashes, through recessions, and so forth. During the last financial crisis, they paid the same dividend for 10 years consecutively. So these are fantastic, fantastic companies with billions of dollars of excess cash reserves, right? So that's why that's a great place to put your money in and warehouse your cash, right? Your wealth. So we overfund a mutual, a, a whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company. It's structured very specifically for max cash value. So why do we put uh, money in an overfunded whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company. First, the guarantees. Money is guaranteed. In a world that is so chaotic at the time of recording and there's zero, zero certainty and a lot of unknowns, this is the one thing in my wealth strategy which I know is guaranteed. So there's guaranteed on the principal, there's guaranteed on the growth, 4% over the life of the policy. It earns a dividends. It's not guaranteed, but like I said, these companies have paid them for a very long time. It grows tax-free. It provides a death benefit. So if something should happen to you, then you know th there's a death benefit being paid out to, to your family. It is uh, one of the assets that is invisible in the sense that you 
It's a private contract between you and the mutual insurance company. So what happens around this policy doesn't get reported to credit agencies and government agencies and so forth. It's a private contract. It also provides asset protection in most states in the United States, which is amazing. In the state that I live in, it's 100% protected. You can't get to the cash value in a whole life policy. Creditors, right? Um, you can add riders to this, such as a, like a disability rider, that if something, something that should happen to you and you become disabled, that the company then pays the premiums for the policy. And by the way, there's no limit on how much money you can put into this. So that's one thing. Uh, again, if you have to compare it to qualified retirement plans, you have complete control over this. You control how you pay the money, how you access the money. It's under your control. You don't relinquish control of the money, right? And again, it's guaranteed, it's liquid, and it's growing tax-free. It's amazing. The other portion of it is you can actually access the equity in these life insurance policies the same way how you access equity in uh, the uh, uh, the real estate that you own, whether it's a primary residence or investment property through a HELOC, right? So what happens? On the one side with this policy, your policy is growing tax-free, guaranteed every single year, but you actually get to collateralize the policy, policy's cash value and get a policy loan that's secured by the cash value and use that to go and invest in real estate, to invest in your business, to, um, to, do, you, to do many things. It's your money, right? People have purchased automobiles with a large capital uh, expenditures. They utilize this policy. And what happened there? On the one side, the money is growing tax-free in the policy. You never access the money inside of your policy. You use that as collateral to get a policy loan. On the other side, remember the lending side, of the of the insurance company that you then use to go and buy real estate. So let's just say you borrow at 5% and then you invest in a real estate property paying you 10 to 12% per year. The cash flow you then put quote unquote back into your policy by paying down the policy loan and then replenishing the rest of the policy loan, paying it back just like you would replenish the savings in, in your bank account if you utilize savings to invest in real estate. It's quite incredible. Your money is doing multiple things at the same time. That's what I call dollar maximization. And it's one of the strategies uh, or one of the things that you can do uh, and utilize as a multiplier in your overall strategy. I love multipliers. I talk about multipliers all the time. Dollar maximization is a massive, massive multiplier. If you're interested to learn more about this, I have a whole video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. Until next time, live your freedom, live your legacy today on your own terms. If you are interested in learning more about cash flow investing, I have compiled the 21 best cash flow investing strategies I have come across studying millionaires and billionaires for two decades and interviewing over 500 successful investors and wealth experts. You can grab the 21 cash flow investing strategy secrets at 21cashflowinvestingsecrets.com. That's 21, the number, cashflowinvestingsecrets.com.